0: Anything you'll hear on this podcast should be misconstrued as anything relating to financial advice. This is not financial advice. That is for a professional that is trained in such a thing. I am not that person, and neither is my guest today. Again, this is not financial advice and should not be misconstrued as anything of the like. Please enjoy. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is sloppy yellow off the rails, special, special podcast that I've been looking to, forward to doing for literally about three months. Those of you that follow me in telegram know that I've been talking about the stock market and my ignorance to the entire thing, how government finance works and that sort of thing. I, we've we've talked about it ad nauseum and telegram um, i'm very excited to bring on my good friend sticks who is a wealth of knowledge not just about stocks and finance and that sort of thing but um he's got a very widely varied background touches all different types of industries currently involved in a startup which we won't mention as it's uh um, a startup that's getting ready to hopefully uh take off like um, like a bat out of hell, but um, uh, sticks, buddy. I appreciate you coming on here and talking with me about, as we try to figure a few things out, uh, where are you, where are you uh, calling in from today?
1: Yeah, I appreciate uh, you having me on Dan. Uh, I'm, I, uh, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I know you're in, you're in Texas. So, um, you know, I I've been in Atlanta for the last almost eight years now.
0: Well, listen, um I got in, as as most of my my people here listening um, know, but I never, when when I was, let me see, let me back up here. When I was 20, uh, sorry, 31 years old, I got into my first 401k program. Um, I remember my boss coming to me, throwing me a piece of paper and said, hey, I need you to pick out. What program you're going to get into to invest in? I was like, what What are you talking about? He said, you want low risk, high risk, medium risk. I said, I don't know. He said, well, then I'd check low risk. So I checked the box. I left that job two years ago, and I didn't even I completely forgot that I even had a 401k there up until um, AMC took off. That's a different story. But my background in the world of stocks, trading, finance is is zero february 7th of 2021 i bought my very first stock um uh, at 51 years old about my very first stock in my life and and sticks within a week i was shook not quite to my core i don't want to make it quite that terrible but i was shook when i started reading some things on reddit and other places about how the actual finance Markets work, and then, and of course, I got into it because I found out that Robinhood was making it so you couldn't sell, um, you know, certain securities, certain stocks, and that sort of thing. And and I imagine as somebody like you, a KG veteran, has been in this thing for a long time, has probably forgotten more ways in which the market can be manipulated. But uh, do you remember that maybe the the first time or a couple times that you found that that what you thought was real in the finance market necessarily
1: wasn't yeah i mean m- much like you when i i started my first job uh you know actually you know i was starting my career uh right at the uh about six months before the 2008 market crash
0: mm.
1: so i i you know I was always interested in finance. I took the business route. Actually, uh, my first job at that time, I was working in sales and marketing for a minor league baseball team in mm-hmm. Oklahoma city. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I'm there. Uh, and, you know, I obviously sign up for 401k and, and much like you, I didn't really know what I was doing. I, I was young. So I, I, uh, if I remember right, I kind of took more of the aggressive route, but, What you don't think about, what you don't know is those packages, whether it be aggressive or moderate or uh, conservative are picked for you. And they're picked for you on purpose by uh, people that are going to control your money. it's not the, even the, the uh, you know, you may have a good friend that uh, manages your money for you uh, and and very likely if you ask them a lot of specific questions about the stock market and finance, they, they may not be as knowledgeable as you thought yeah. or hoped that they would be. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, kind of where, where my investing started. But then when I, when I started to pay attention to the stock market, not at the level that I realize that now with everything that's happened with Robin hood and, and uh, heavily shorted stocks and, mm-hmm. Um, and, and the way that hedge funds manipulate things, and unfortunately, uh, the way that they control media narratives because they actually own media sources, yeah. uh, and then the way that they control the news because they have heavy, heavy influence. Uh, government, uh, obviously, they're they're paying a lot of money to support certain politicians mm-hmm. uh, and sway them, and even give them insider information that you're you're kind of seeing with some of the Fed. Uh, stuff, people stepping down from uh, uh, positions because of their stock uh, portfolios and some of the the insider trading that they've done. Um, everybody ha- has probably, if you're paying any attention, seen what the Pelosi's have been able to pull off over <laughs> their careers, which is uh, quite incredible, right? Yes. But, <laughs> um, so you know, for me, it was um, I, I worked in Silicon Valley for a while in the sports mm-hmm. industry, uh, and uh, you can't really work in Silicon Valley without paying attention to the stock market because sure. every, every single week, a new company is, is uh, doing an initial public offering, which is, yeah. it's unique, right? Different markets yeah. that you live in. For the most part, even if it's a big market like Atlanta, um, there aren't companies every week going public yeah. in Atlanta. Um,
0: yeah.
1: or it's really, and, and at that time, this was like 2011 the 2013 Mm timeframe, when I was there, uh, Facebook went public and Tesla was getting big and uh, Amazon is really hitting a stride. And and we had all these startups and all this activity. And that's when I started paying attention on more of a, uh, my personal investing outside of a 401k where I started trading,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, doing a little day trading and, uh, and really just messing around at that time. But uh, what I quickly realized is how manipulated that it was, uh, not just from a standpoint of the news cycles uh, and the hype behind IPOs. You guys know that a lot of companies never make money. A lot of companies never make money. That that just blows my mind. So yeah. a lot of private a lot of private companies make tons of money and you'll never hear about them because they're not public, right? Yeah. Uh, very profitable. Um, well, a lot of public companies don't make money and they're based on hype. They're based yeah. on, on news and hype and how they can market that. And, and uh, they generate a lot of funding. But at the end of the day, many of them are uh, what's happening with what you see is uh, the, uh, you know, investors are looking for that next unicorn. And they'll throw yeah. away billions of dollars in cash chasing the next billion dollar hype machine yeah. because they can, they know they can eventually make up for that money that yeah. they might. Throw away chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's amazing how uh, the markets are based a lot on speculation. Um, but then, you know, to dive deeper, I really, honestly, I traded for about 10 years without knowing the deep levels of manipulation that we've seen this year. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like, I never really paid that much attention to what short interest of a stock was. Like, I knew what it was, but I never really you know cared that you know, I was I was basically trading more on momentum sure um I did use Twitter a lot to uh, get a gauge on things following certain people uh getting a you know I, as a marketing and sales guy I, I I always pay attention to trends and um you know what that means because uh, a lot of what moves our markets is strictly momentum and speculation right Yeah. No matter how manipulated it is, that's where you can make money if you start to understand uh, that. But as far as the levels of what we're seeing in terms of hedge funds trying to bankrupt companies by shorting the stock to oblivion <laughs> um, and and hiding their positions and the option, you know, I'm not going to go into super yeah. detail, I, I, but um, you know, being able to hide their positions and manipulate uh, things like derivatives, which are options. Uh, and uh, it's 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 fascinating, but it's also scary because most people, uh, while they might invest their money and consider themselves uh, an investor, they really don't know where their money is going or who really yeah. uh, is calling the shots. Well, see, that's that's and by the way,
0: everything you just said makes me feel a lot better because I've gone through the same process, just a hell of a lot faster because thanks to COVID and the lockdowns, we've seen these you. Know, Heavily shorted companies um, pop up pretty pretty quickly, and as we were coming out, um, you know, the, they, they were exposed. But I'll never forget the very first day in February, I decided I was going to um, – that's February this year. I was going to, you know, get smarter. I bought a subscription to The Motley Fool. And within three weeks, I emailed them and told them to cancel my fucking subscription because they had right. already come on there, and they had bashed the living shit out of stocks that even me as a rookie knew that what they were saying wasn't true. That, that, like they said, you know, they were definitely on the AMC as a penny stock type of thing. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I don't know shit about the market, but it seems like they got to start buying back shares. Um, and by the way, anything we say here today, folks, is certainly not um, meant to be construed as uh, any shape, way, or form of financial advice. This is my story, talking with Sticks, who's done his story, um, and we're sharing our, our experiences and our stories, nothing more. But I, I immediately thought, well, this is crazy. Now, after watching the four years of the mainstream media um, you know, beat the shit out of Trump and and basically lie and push push lie narratives, I I thought I could see that stuff very very easily, but then I saw how the how the market makers and these hedge funds and these big investment groups legitimately are the pros of manipulating the market, and I've been fascinated, sticks. I've absolutely been fascinated about how they do this and the fud they put out there is, is absolutely, It's absolutely is mind boggling how how this happens and 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 I want to get right into some meat of these things when. When you, you said you really didn't get into shorted in stocks, you knew what short interest is and all that kind of stuff um, until you know a, a few years down the road of, of you getting into it. Now, when I look at when I started, I, or I always thought that you bought low and you sold high. I, you always bet on the market to go up. I had no idea what a what a put was. I had no idea that you could bet on it to go the other way or or, or play on it to go the other way and these sorts of things and and now i'm looking at this thing like uh, as a as a rookie i look at things like short interest immediately i look at the history that does i look at the the company i don't know really how to chart and all that kind of stuff yet when somebody explains it to me i'm like oh yeah i see that but that's not what i'm doing but the shorting of a company to bankrupt it has got to be one of the most evil practices that i can think of from a when i found out you know why toys r us was no longer here i was like you gotta be kidding me and it was all tax free money sticks can you explain real quickly to to our listeners here what a heavily shorted stock does to a company and those sorts of things please
1: yeah i mean so let's step back a little bit so shorting a stock is it's pretty common practice and, and all it means is it, it, and, and there's it's, a, it's supposed to be a real share so let's, let's start there so um <laughs> okay. you know uh but you're you're borrowing shares from uh a lender which is typically another hedge fund or a bank uh right or or a broker that owns that, owns that security you are borrowing it say that it's trading at $6 today so you're going to borrow it at six. You're going to take it and immediately sell it into the market, which uh, has a negative effect on the on the stock price because you're selling it yep. um, and you're selling it for that price. So let's say it was six dollars today, mm-hmm. uh, and then when you go to cover your position, you have to buy the stock back and return it to the lender. In the meantime, you're paying interest, which is it's typically a low uh uh annual percentage interest that you're Mm -hmm. paying daily to hold your short position until you cover it Um, but then when you when you go to cover you're buying the stock back at whatever it's trading at so Mm -hmm. let's say it was six dollars you you would buy it back for uh hopefully less than six dollars uh so that you would make money on uh you know the x number of shares that you that you were holding short um, the home run short bet for hedge funds is to put a company into bankruptcy or, you know, to, to, uh, you know, be a part of a, a short that, that goes bankrupt. So obviously uh, during COVID uh, they, you know, one the bank had a lot of incentive to inject money uh, into the economy, and one of which was to give a lot of leverage to hedge funds, even more leverage than they typically would have. Yep. Um, so think about that. That hits in in April, um, and you know they're probably they they were not probably they were sitting around looking at all right. What are some home like? What are some companies that can <laughs> get short right now that are going to get yep. absolutely destroyed uh, from this pandemic? Well, one that and you could see clearly why they would do it movie theaters they're shut down they weren't they weren't even open not just not not limited capacity no capacity yeah um so you know amc and others and then there was you know obviously we heard about gamestop Mm uh you know gamestop really that story goes back before covid though and and um you know every everybody should look up roaring kitty or Mm -hmm. uh can we say the F word on here? Yeah, we, we can, yes. We can? Okay. Yeah. So deep. the guy went by Deep fucking Values on, um, what's his name, on, uh, on Reddit. Reddit, yeah. And he was a Reddit user before, this was before the pandemic. He actually had GameStop figured out what the hedge funds were doing uh, about two years in advance, believe it or not, and was sharing this information on Reddit. And it kind of, and then it started to gain steam. Last year um and slowly you know picked up um but he he kind of had that figured out but um again, so you know they they looked around the market, they had a lot of leverage to use because really the leverage the idea from the government standpoint was to stand up the uh markets as quickly as possible and you you can see uh how quickly the stock market recovered from uh April, obviously it got hammered uh or was it, Was it march i can't i think it was march when everybody was you know sent home for supposedly 10 days that lasted hundreds (laughs) of days um you know so you know that happens in march and the the uh the markets recovered extremely quick within about Mm -hmm. a month and a half they'd shot back up and that's because of all the money that the government was injecting not just in into the economy but to the banks like i said they want lo- loan that money out to the hedge funds yep. um, but instead of buying a bunch of stock the hedge funds doubled down on tripled down on short positions because mm-hmm. they're greedy and it was more money um, but what happens if if you short a stock and they go bankrupt you never have to repay you don't owe any of the stock back because it doesn't exist anymore right. so it's pure profit uh, once they go through bankruptcy you have to wait a little bit but yeah um and then you get your you get your money back yeah. um and there's tax incentives there um so it's really a home run for the uh hedge funds to to find that so obviously he was was a big target of theirs yeah um does that answer your question on that? yeah and, and, and i appreciate the
0: the whole background of that thing and and when i cuz that was a hard concept for me to, to 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 get because a stock is or a security is something you don't have to own to buy sell and trade which i thought that was um a uh, very very interesting concept and so the, the 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 way that a hedge fund or or a hedge fund wants to short a company to literal death where they put them out of business and because that thing isn't out of business they, um, they shorted it so much it probably goes out of business because of that reason um, and then and in, in the case of of GameStop you know it's a, a brick and mortar place where you used to go you know, get video games and now they're all downloaded and that sort of thing so they're like ah this thing is before the pandemic they're like who's going to go to a brick and mortar store well um, turns out there's a lot of Um, 30-year-olds that um, used to go with their mom and dad and go change video games. And they're like, wait a minute, this is – we're not going to let – look at what they're doing to it. They're putting it out. So if GameStop goes out of business, much like Toys R Us, then the hedge funds don't have to pay back anything. They get their money back, and it's tax-free. They have tax incentives when this actually happens. And I was like, this is crazy. Why would they do this? Well, just as you explained, it makes sense if you're a hedge fund – hey, nobody's going to the movies. We may not go to the movies again for another year, maybe more. Let's short the piss out of them, put them out of business, and then we'll make a big chunk of money, and then uh, we'll get the economy back even faster, although one segment is going to go straight to shit. And when I found out about that um, and what a shorting of stock was and the whole thing about it, number one, I didn't even know it was a possibility. Number two, um, I was like, how in the world can you – can you still keep doing that when it looks like it's going to go up well you put out fud you put out um disinformation misinformation you get um people that are in the industry so called that you know build it up say oh no is tanking. It's going straight down. Um, you know, we've seen, uh, and again, none of this is financial advice, but we've seen Jim Cramer tell, tell everybody we like Coinbase to what, 475 or something like that. And, right. um, and it just, I mean, it just never hits there or, you know, and, and the day before Robinhood IPO came out, I mean, they were beating the crap out of Vlad as as hard as they could. Um, you know, somebody had something to gain by them not doing very well. and And so, it's It's all manipulated it's all it's all done in a in a manner in my opinion to to make it disadvantageous for somebody like me and you, a retail guy um you know trying to make money on it and then I found out what a dark pool was sticks i found out what a dark pool was, and it blew my mind that these things are perfectly legal so well i I, I shouldn't say that. That these things aren't being regulated the way they are. So correct me if I'm wrong. A, let's say that a hedge fund wants to get out of, for whatever reason, Apple, and they're going to move from, or or a, 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 some sort of fund is going to take them out of their portfolio. Instead of dumping a million shares on the market and selling them, which would drive the price down because you're selling them, they would say, okay, this is this doesn't this would have an adverse reaction to the market that doesn't need to take place. There's nothing wrong with the company. We're just going to put it in a dark pool. We're going to, we're going to sell these things off the exchange so that it doesn't manipulate the price. Is that the basic premise of, of a dark pool?
1: Well, that's, that's how they're using it. I mean, the the way that dark pools are supposed to work (laughs) is for, for institutional investors. To trade without exposure, mm-hmm. uh, which just means that uh, you know it's an alternative trading system uh, and it gives them the opportunity to place large orders and make trades without publicly yeah. revealing their intentions. Yeah, um, well, uh, you know, what they're doing is oh, re- so that's the real reason, so that they so that nobody
0: knows about it. It's, it's so it's a, an actual secrecy thing from the beginning. Is that correct? Yeah, really. Um, They've been
1: around since the 1980s, believe it or not. But, um, you know, so, you know, what they're really using them for now, uh, unfortunately, um, is to make the playing field even uh, less level uh, than it already was by, uh, yeah, like you said, taking orders that should be on the exchange and routing them through the dark pool. So that they never hit the lit exchange, so to speak, which it which would affect the stock price.
0: Yeah. So in effect, let's just use oh, I don't know, AMC for example. Um, AMC for the past several months has had fifty-five to sixty-two percent of all the trades go through a dark pool, Um, and and it it's on. It's literally unfathomable to me that everybody can see this. Uh, Gary Gensler can certainly see it. Uh, any politician can certainly see it. If I can see it, anybody can see it. Uh, it's published, for Pete's sake. And if you're putting 60% of the trades off the market in a dark pool, well, obviously, that suppresses price. Uh, it, and, and it just – and things, I, I just can't believe that this is – this is okay. And this is perfectly fine. And, and, and I, and, and as a a new investor, not even got 12 years or, or 12 months underneath my belt, I can feel like the momentum shifting because now I think it is so reported on and not through the media, by the way, very few people will talk about it in the media, but um, you know, for through just discussion groups, spaces, discords, you know, Twitter, Reddit, whatever, it's so brought to people's attention that I don't think they can hide from it because it's it's making everybody lose confidence in in what's going on. That's that's the way I feel about it from being brand new. From your perspective, is this dark pool abuse, is it I mean, do you feel like it's It's being highlighted, or do you you have any idea which direction this thing may go? Talk to me about what you think about the future of dark pool here and and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, So we know that they know because uh, Gary Gimler, the chair of the SEC, SEC has mentioned dark pools in in a lot of his discussions. Yeah. Um, So we we know that they know that they're paying attention Uh, The the news, Ha, ha, you know, they, the media has picked up on it as well and reported on it and, and talked about it on different shows. So, yeah. what they do about it, uh, I don't know. I'm optimistic because I plan on being a trader for a long time, even though <laughs> I'm discouraged. You know, because I've I've been able to do well, and I think yeah. you know on the, on the flip side of this, to encourage you know people that are listening to not. You know, feel like you can't invest. Mm-hmm. You know, do research, but we're we're starting to play their game a little bit as well. We have a yeah. lot of data. We have a lot of data at our fingertips because of technology that uh, average traders at home never had before, and it's yeah. only getting better. Yep. Um, so, in that standpoint, there's pressure that pushes back on them as well. So, not only what we know and what we're pushing, and uh, and hoping that the uh different agencies uh help us a little bit Mm -hmm. uh we know it's a you know we know it's it's a game it's been a good old boys club for uh since it was invented right um but at the same time a lot of people have made a lot of money on the stock market regardless of uh the manipulation and what's happening um and and frankly they need us they need the retail investors uh in the markets because if we all pull our money out uh, yeah. the market looks a whole lot different.
0: Yeah, it um, looks a, a lot different for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it,
1: they want us they're catering to us to even, you know, I hate Robinhood and what they've done, but you look at all the different trading trading platforms that are out there and um the reason that it is the way that it is is that they are catering to uh us the, you know, the the day traders or the Investors at at home, um, and we have data sources like Ortex uh, and many other, you know, Trading View and StockTwits, and um, there are a lot of other subscription-based services that um, that you can get access to. And you know, some of the data is manipulated. We know that, but uh, to me, data is better than no data, uh, yeah. even though. Uh, sometimes it's not complete data. Um, And I've, you know, I've learned to trade on that and done really well um, with that. So, you know, there, I think there is hope uh, for, uh, you know, it'll never be an even playing ground because it's, it's their, this is their playground and we're coming, we're coming into it. Right. It's always going to be their home turf, but, uh, I do think that they know that they need us around yeah. uh, because it, it adds volatility to the markets. It mm-hmm. adds obviously more capital and more money, but the volatility uh, that makes price swings and, uh, you know, the the media needs us to read things and pay attention. So I think that, um, you know, because of what we've started in this kind of, I call a movement that started really at the beginning of this year, um, I think that we're, we're going to see some some better changes ahead. Uh, it won't fix everything, but I think it'll get a little bit better.
0: Now, I have a theory, and
1: again, I preface this with,
0: um, with the fact that I'm a newbie, but I, I see Gary Gensler come in. I couldn't tell you, I couldn't name three um, past SEC chairmen, okay? Um, I see Gary Gensler come in. I see them making new rules. With the DTCC and and other things and how they're reported and liquidity requirements and these sorts of things and I have whenever I found out what reverse repo was, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, and I, I believe there's an impending doom coming. I, I've thought this for months, and now it seems like it's. Um, <laughs> I think everybody knows it's it's coming with the with a crash and some serious inflation. But I feel like that to come in and do these changes too quickly would literally be um, antagonistic to what we're all trying to achieve, and that's long-term sustainability and survivability. Yes, I agree that, you know, you got to have volatility in the market. That's where you can make some swings and you can do some things, and, hey, I'm all for that. But I think this is a – okay – we got to do something. Now we can't do something super quick because <laughs> we'll fuck things up. even maybe even worse, but there's going to be a change, you know, coming. And I, I, I agree that I think this thing is coming. Um, you know, after we get a little bit down the road here and get out of some of these, these bad situations, like let's talk about reverse repo. So reverse repo has been over a trillion dollars for what damn near a month. When I first read about reverse repo uh, repo sticks, um, a guy that um that I follow carlos trades uh uh he was first one I saw talk about it and it was like at four hundred million and he was freaking out and I was like damn what's this mean what what does this mean well now it's like it I don't know, one point three billion in reverse repo. Can you explain a little bit? To trillion. What, yeah, trillion. What, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Trillion. Yeah, I'm sorry. Trillion. Yeah. So now it's a, at a trillion dollars of reverse repo. in months in June at four hundred million, it was crazy. Can you explain, you know, some of this to us here, and 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 why this has an effect on the markets, and and maybe what's going to happen here with the possible crash?
1: Yeah, I mean, all all it means is. uh that with that number getting higher and higher and higher that's that's not good that's an indication that some uh that some people are over leveraged and uh in in some bad spots where they're going to need some help uh sooner rather than later uh and you're seeing you know you're seeing inflation creeping up uh we're seeing uh i mean just Pay attention to the whole thing as a scope. You have all these ships backlogged off of multiple port, not just the port of Long Beach, but all of the U.S. ports. If you look at a map right now, uh, they're actually, it would take them months to get all those ships in. And, uh, you know, and so you got, you have. Uh, you'll have further inflation issues with that. Uh, trucking companies have, are getting paid the highest rates that they've ever been paid right now. Um, is that sustainable? What's going on there when trucking companies get paid more? What does that mean? Uh, everything else costs more because everything that you touch, uh, is, is delivered by them. Um, and, and then, you know, you, you have, uh. Anybody that's bought a house recently or owns a house, look at your property value. Has it gone up or has it gone down? I would mm-hmm. say almost nowhere in the United States is it going down yeah. um, so you know that uh interest rates are still extremely really, really low mm-hmm. uh Can they sustain that? I don't think so yeah. um, you know can can uh can these markets continue to go up? Uh, what's the real activity uh, around us in our in our uh, economy? Uh, the job reports don't look good right now. Yeah, uh, there's there's not a lot of job creation, but there's a lot of jobs open. Right. So people aren't going to work. They yeah. didn't. You know, spent, uh, we didn't have enough people return to the workforce after COVID because they yeah. got so much free money and it taught them. In um, you know some of that, I I get. Is you know different people are in different positions and, and need a little, a little help, but the bottom line is there's a ton of jobs out there that aren't being filled. People aren't going back to work. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can see go to go to a restaurant. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you've been on vacation lately. Yeah, uh, those vacation places are just hammered. Still, yeah, I mean, we're a, we're a year and a half into this, and there's help wanted signs everywhere. Um, You know, the trucking companies, I I know some people uh, actually spent a little time in the trucking industry um, Mm -hmm. and learned a a lot about it. But the the people I know that own trucking companies are telling me I'm making more money than I've ever made before, but I can't find drivers to continue to, you know, I could make as much money as I wanted to make, but I can't, you know, I can't get enough. Uh, people, employees to, to move the truck. material. Yep. And, and truck drivers are getting paid more than they've ever gotten paid, uh, yeah, right yeah. now as well. So, um, you know, there, and that, and I know that that's the case in other industries like construction, same thing, short staffed. Um, yep. so, you know, I, I didn't, I don't want to just talk about the, uh, reverse repo because that, that's sure. part of it. But that, and basically what that is, that's a short term overnight loan is really what it equates to all they're doing is shuffling money back and forth, and there's a little bit of interest paid on that, but it's to carry over uh money uh each day um on uh and it's a it's a you know it's really the government doing that uh between uh a lot of different banks, a lot of different hedge funds a lot of different parties that are involved in that. Well, that's what happens when you print,
0: you know, thirty percent of all the money that you've ever printed in the course of a year. I mean, there's just there's cash everywhere. And um, and 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 my son, who's trying to open up a uh, a store, was trying to figure out, you know, on the quick and easy way without doing the the long hard math, you know, what he needed to pay that to hire somebody. And he and he found out. I don't know the exact. Numbers, So I'm just going to use very round, easy numbers. But minimum wage in the state he lives is $7 and some change. Um, most people on unemployment are making $11 and some change. So why the hell? So he's like, so I at least got to be 12. If I'm if I'm gonna draw anybody out, I gotta be higher than what they can make by not doing shit. And I was like, oh my god, is that true? Are you serious? And he sent me the links. So I went to the website and I looked, and I was like, son of a bitch, you can make you know four dollars more by not going to work as a minimum wage employee. And I mean, why would you work? Hell, I wouldn't either. If that was I mean, if that was the case. Um, I mean, I do like to get up and get things done and that sort of thing, but man, after a year when you couldn't do anything, uh, to sit back and continue not doing anything, that would be a nice, that wouldn't be a bad place, a bad place to be, I guess, uh, in, in the short term. In the meantime, I, I'd still be fuddled by, you know we can't unload ships or get the national guard to come in and help or some shit. It just I, it almost seems like there's something to that, but we're not I, I don't want to head down that road yet cuz um uh my wife would love to talk about about that for 45 minutes and get a sidetrack, but um <laughs> I do want to ask you about um some some fundamentals that that you look through because, uh, cause so far, I, I've tried to do some swing trades. I've tried to do some of these things, and, I, and I'm playing with you know a hundred dollars at a time as I'm trying to figure this stuff out. I, I've already made more money um, in the stock market through some of these heavily shorted um, stocks that we've been talking about than I, I could have ever possibly imagined. Okay, I, it's, I this it seems so easy to me when you see something so unbelievably manipulated. However, Now I start looking at other things where I have – I'm going to take ATER, for instance, A-T-E-R. I've actually played that thing two or three times, okay? This is not financial advice because I'm bag-holding right now, Sticks. I'm literally (laughs) bag-holding right now on ATER bad, nothing worse than TMC. I am way upside down on TMC. I'm going to have to hold that thing until eternity and hope it doesn't go out of business. Um, But uh, but these – and both of those things that I'm bag-holding right now is my fault. I didn't set stop losses and I went to work and um, I come back and I opened up my phone. I was like, son of a bitch. And so I, it's, so it's, it, this is, you've got to know your due diligence. You have to read, you have to, you know, follow something. unusual whales is, is something I'm trying to figure out. Like you mentioned a bunch of others before, but when you look at a stock um, and, and I know I think you're there's SDC out there and a couple other things um blackberry is another one that that um i'm a fan of that sort of thing but when you're when you're looking at a stock and say somebody has never never done this before whatever um what are some of the things you look for when you're looking to put your money on into something what's the first couple things that you look at
1: yeah that's a good question so you know heavily shorted stocks are those are trickier so number one you you need to have data um so if you don't have a subscription you need somebody in your pocket that does have access to the current uh you know short interest uh you know uh the cost to borrow and how many shares that they have available to borrow what the utilization is which utilization is you know how many shares that they have on loan uh Mm -hmm. and and then how how many that they still have available that they can borrow to short because uh, typically what happens is if they're if if the uh, shorts are fight like um, if a if they're good to go in their short position what you'll see is the utilization is very low um, the cost to borrow is very low they don't have a lot of pressure on them right so you know from a uh if you're If you're playing that game, which is is risky mm-hmm. um, you know you you would want to typically stay away from that unless there was which is the other side of this is if you're just looking at a stock and not really looking at the short interest as a yeah. part of that picture um I look at you know what are some upcoming catalysts obviously mm-hmm. um i you want to get ahead of those, so you have to have a plan. Uh a yeah. lot of people a lot of people buy the news and they buy the hype, which means you <laughs> know, and it's very easy to do. You wake up in the morning yeah. and you want you want to buy a stock when it's green because it yeah. feels good and You're everybody right. is hyping it. Yeah. And it's uh this is why uh a lot of people lose in the stock market or gambling for that standpoint, and I played a lot of poker. Um so understanding uh the psychology behind this. Mm-hmm. Uh, why does somebody, uh, why does somebody, uh, tend to over, uh, over show, you know, yeah. you know, on a poker table, I can tell yeah. when somebody is getting too excited. Yeah. Um, and you can play off of that really easy or if sure. are either yeah. one scared or yep. too excited. Great indicator. In stock market. You wake up, you see red and you're like, holy shit, the sky's yeah. falling. I got to yeah. get out. I'm selling everything right yeah, um so what I've learned to do is one it's hard, but once you do it a, a, once you have to do it a few times just like anything and prove it to yourself uh and then you just know how to make money so for example, uh right now uh and i i i i started talking about this three weeks ago or so smile direct club right and that i i on s d c for a while because one, I want to get ahead of the play. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with swinging a, a trade, by the way. Like, and you got to be careful. But um, there, there's nothing wrong with uh, knowing that there's momentum in a stock and getting yeah. in and getting out quick. But you have to do that, and a lot of yeah. people suck at it. They'll buy it and then they'll get greedy and they'll mm-hmm. lose. You'll buy mm-hmm. it and you'll go, oh man, I think it's still going to go up just a little bit more, <laughs> and, and you and you won't make it. So to me, I'm I'm never trying to time the top because I, I, you really don't know. You can look at all the TA you want and uh, you know, that helps guide you, but they're never spot on. But you don't know until it's over what the top was. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to make money. Um, So a swing trade for me is in and out quick. I say, you know, don't marry the stock. You're just dating it for a quick time and you got to get in and get out. Maybe not even really dating it. You just, you know, um, You're being friends. Yep, that's it. Um, yeah. um, but, you know, for for my a little bit longer plays, I don't consider them long, long. Like AMC, I'm not touching it right. I know what's, yeah, what what the game plan there is. Yeah. But like a Smile Direct Club, for example, I got in about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the plan there is I knew I was early. Um, yeah. What I was looking for uh, was uh, getting close to a bottom uh, on the chart. So if you Mm -hmm. look at Smile direct club and it's still pretty low, you see where, where it has been and where it is now. Um, and it's been absolutely destroyed by shorts. And Mm -hmm. the reason being is they have had a couple rough quarters of business. So it makes sense. The shorts come in. Um, so there's risk there because their their business. Uh, although I think they have a strong business model going forward, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you're in the dental business or uh, some healthcare facilities and things like that during COVID, you yeah. a more challenging environment for business, mm-hmm. yep. um, which is now opening up. But um, so shorts have piled into that. And uh, what I want to do is get in before people really start hyping it, yeah. um, which isn't always fun. It's boring for a few weeks. But what that allows me to do is start to scale in my position Yeah. Um, so I may start a little bit lower than uh, than I want to because I want to see it play out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going all in on my risk right away. That way when you I- say
0: scale in, let me let me let me just jump in right here for for the newbies like like I was. When you say scale in, you're not throwing one, say you set aside and I'm gonna make this easy a hundred dollars for um, the the
1: security. You're not throwing all a hundred in
0: it at one time, correct?
1: Yeah. So for that example, maybe I'll throw in 20 bucks out of the hundred, right? Gotcha. Yep. I'll start Mm -hmm. my position and then I'll see if it's playing out the way I think it's going to play out over. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm betting on being two weeks or so early. Yeah. The play. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then, so maybe I'll put 20 in, then it dips a little bit, Mm -hmm. uh, what if, if it dips more than I think, and in the in the data changes that I'm looking at, and yeah. it's no longer viable? I'm not going to be a bag holder. I'm just going exactly. to I'm going to take my money back and go yeah. play somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or
0: which is a hard
1: lesson I have learned. Sticks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's a hard lesson I've learned. So if it, if the data changes, you're only in twenty percent. Get out. Take your take whatever you got left and go look for the next one. And that's that. I've I've been burned twice on my own greed, um, thinking that I'm smarter, and I and I'm I'm damn damn sure not. So you you're scaling in, say it maybe a twenty percent position, and it, and if it goes the way you do it, and it go
1: and it dips to where you think it is, you scale in a little bit more. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So if it's playing out like I think, either consolidating or. You know, there's, there's minor dips in the data. Again, it's got. It really comes down to the data that I see. Is it um, if it's a it's a if it's a, hev- if it's a heavily shorted uh, stock? Is the utilization going up? Uh, is that cost to borrow starting to go up? Which is pressure on the shorts that would start to push them out once volume comes into the stock. Which would be the uh, again, if you're early to the play, the volume is going to come in last because the volume is dictated by two things um and and they start the first part of it believe it or not which they i tell people they light the fire which is uh they start to cover a little bit uh yeah they they start to panic a little bit uh and then that sparks volume uh which would uh obviously move the the stock price up enough to where other retail investors that are paying attention are going to start to jump in that fomo buying Um, and then you've got a a perfect storm for a run up most of these don't squeeze by the way people should realize this so hedge funds smart enough they are smart enough to let a stock run uh cover just a little bit to release Mm -hmm. some pressure um and what they'll do they'll let it they'll let it run and you'll make some money but you can't you cannot stay in too long yeah um so a lot of people (laughs) are trying to they're trying to make these squeeze plays that uh yeah on paper they could be but you don't have enough retail holding to make it happen that's right Uh, yeah like so just Make have a plan, make your money and 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 get the hell out because what they're gonna do is they're gonna turn it into a pump and dump, even though maybe that wasn't the attention yeah. uh but what'll happen is they know the stock price is then gonna run, they're not gonna just bail out on their position right away and lose a bunch of money. What they're gonna do is let that run a little bit, and then um when retail uh starts some of that retail starts selling off to the profits. Yep. Uh that will free up some stocks, uh, uh some availability for them to start shorting again. Um and they'll start shorting more at the top, not covering, and then right. you'll have bag holders holding on, <laughs> thinking it's the 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 mother of all squeezes. Yeah. And that's where you get trapped. You gotta play their game. Um, yeah. so a lot of these people that's why you won't ever really see me hype I, I i will tell you what other stocks i'm buying um yeah. but i i won't really hype them a lot because to me they're just a um it's a it's a way to you know i'm i'm making money i i'm not falling yeah. in love with these damn stocks or the companies yeah.
0: well um the person that's holding uh the, the bag on tmc you're talking to right now is me because i i bought the uh the news got all excited and I uh, had an opportunity to sell. And I was like, nah, even though I've made 15%, maybe it was 17% at the time, you know what? I think this thing's going to, you know what? I'm feeling good about myself. I go back to work, don't do any stop loss, none of that, you know, just, uh, just unbelievably do exactly what everybody says don't do. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. And then I came back, and now I'm sitting at like a, um, 62% loss or something dumb as it sits down there in the in the four dollars and that's exactly what I should have done. That's what I told myself Dicks, when I went in there. Uh, this is the first time I tried to do it and um, I failed miserably at it. And again, I, I, I but it's what you say makes so much sense. Have a plan and stick to it for Pete's sake. It, it's literally that simple. It's 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 easy to say. Takes some a little bit of practice, which is again, this is not financial advice, but I, I play with just enough money that uh, um, that it's not going to screw me out of anything. So maybe a couple beers at the end of the week or something, um, and, and that's it. And I've, I've learned a ton. I've learned a ton just by uh, following you and 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 listening to you. The, the psychology about this entire thing is literally in in my mind the most important thing about you've got to be in the right mind and you can't be in the right mind right out of the gate. It takes a while to see the ebbs, to see the the flows, to see the ups and downs, see how a stock plays out over a few months and that sort of thing. And that's why all you new people that are listening this right now, um, thanks for number one, for staying this long, but open an account, start looking at things. All you have to do is just read, watch, Pick a few things. Um, You can follow Sticks. Uh, He's got great information. He follows a lot of cool people as well. But the beginning of learning is, I mean, I'm 51. I I own a business. It's pretty successful. I thought I was smarter than the market. (laughs) Sticks, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not smarter than the market. Uh, Let's move on to uh, crypto. Um, are you into? Uh, so I didn't know anything about crypto in December of last year. I asked my wife. I said, "Hey, um, do you know anything about Bitcoin?" And she laughed at me. And at the time, it was like nineteen thousand sticks. Okay, and by the time my birthday rolled around in January, I think it was at fifty thousand dollars or some shit. I'm a big believer in crypto. I think crypto is the um the the truth the light and the way i I think it's definitely something to be involved in i am i've got no juice to put into it at any at any level uh, of of any substance at the moment but i I love i'm big on ethereum um i'm okay on bitcoin i think bitcoin is um is an excellent asset um I, i love what ethereum's doing there's some coins out there that make sense i got a lot of buddies that are that are flipping uh shit coins just on, you know, pump and dump type things and that sort of stuff. Well, I don't want anything to do with that. That scares the hell out of me. But uh, where where does a uh, stick sit on uh on crypto? Are you bullish, bearish? What what's your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm bullish on the future uh I I don't trade a, a lot of uh crypto right now though. Um I've i focus on uh on stocks. I do plan on Uh, getting into it but I'm one of those people where if I deep dive into something, I need, I will make it uh, a focus of mine. So uh, I'm trying not with, with the startup that, uh, that I'm running now. Mm -hmm. Um, I stay pretty busy. (laughs) And you're, you're diving pretty deep right now at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and I do spend way too much time on, on the stock market as well. So between those two things and having a family you know i travel quite a bit and uh everybody you know that ends up following me on on twitter will will see that i'm pretty engaged there uh and so i i am i i plan on uh investing uh in it as time goes on i think there's still time uh you know you don't have to necessarily chase bitcoin uh all the you know i i think bitcoin will continue to go up whether it comes back down first and then goes back up. I don't know. Uh, But I I think that uh, what you're seeing is uh, people want choices with their money, want less less, uh, red tape and regulation with their money. Uh, They want it to be digital. They want it to be quick. They want it to be transferable. Uh, And that's what you're seeing with this younger generation. Um, Mm -hmm. They want uh, ways that they can even, you know, well, you can mine your own money, right, yeah yeah,, uh, and so it's like it's like the gold rush, right mm-hmm. um and and that's what's happening is uh you know, at the end of the day, whether it's gold or silver or paper money, it's all made up at the yeah. end of the day yeah um, well it's, you have you put you know, up, you... It's, it's worth what uh we say it's worth. Uh, based on the speculation of our markets and that's what drag that's since the beginning of time, currency has driven transactions to make the world go around because people work, people want to buy things and own things. And that's never going to change.
0: Um, you, you bring up about, you know, people want, um, you know, their money, um, to be less this, less that, less these sorts of things. I truly would like to be bankless. In um in 5 years Now, i need some things to go right for me uh i'd like amc to uh do what i think is inevitable um which we'll talk about that in just a in a few minutes but uh, that would certainly help me get uh more more diverse as i've uh, i'm i'm pretty well loaded up uh i, I my 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 um uh, liquidity is very small um thanks to um buying every dip there is currently amc is at a nice dip right now um, but, uh, um, I, I see the, the crypto market as a way of financial freedom for, well, for everyone. But when I see people like Elizabeth Warren talking straight out her ass, the obviously knows nothing still the narrative is um cryptocurrency is used by the mafia or criminal organizations to to do shit and that sort of thing obviously they don't have much of an idea what they're saying since everything is is right there on the open source uh code or whatever but but it brings me to like um when when i see somebody like elizabeth warren somebody like um uh or the representative in uh, Scott uh, in Georgia, who obviously has got his his hands deep in the pockets of hedge funds uh, with all the shit he talks about, about you know putting retail investors, put a clamp on them and what they can tweet or whatever. But I see things all the time with politicians who literally have no idea what crypto is or even how central banks work and that sort of thing. And very recently we've seen the Dallas um, uh, federal chair, um uh, uh, chairman, um Kaplan and and I can't remember the other guy's name and Rabinstein uh, I can't remember the other guy and Boston um and even Jay Powell has all sold bonds and and that sort of thing and to me it's ludicrous that the people who who make decisions in policy and that sort of thing can still buy and sell um stocks and if you and unusual whales is a great account they put out a couple of days ago where you can see where um those three guys have bought and sold and where their speeches are and uh, what's your feeling on and you mentioned Pelosi being the best damn <laughs> the Pelosi's being the best traders on the planet what are you feeling on um you know what how politicians or should be able to trade should they be able to trade what what do you what do you have any thoughts on that
1: yeah i mean i don't think because they have They get information before anyone else they get. I wouldn't be opposed to them trading if they weren't getting inside information uh, on things that no one else knows about, you know, two days or a day before the news hits, Mm -hmm. Uh, which, you know, again, if everybody can get that, then that's how you (laughs) win. Uh, That's why I say, uh, I would rather try to arrive early in a stock trade than yep. late, even if I'm guessing a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you can do your research, and people will you'll hear you will hear whispers about news um, all the time. And if you yeah. if you have conviction in a in a trade, and you think everything else looks pretty good about the stock, and you think that this uh, this you know could be a patent, could be a new piece of business, could be uh them buying another company whatever it is and it hasn't happened yet and you Mm -hmm. feel good if and you're good with holding the stock uh until that the news hits yeah uh, then then do it Um, and sometimes you're selling the hype up to the news as well even before the real news hits um a lot of people buy stocks and they'll wait until like the proxy comes out that Mm -hmm. announces a merger or something like that,
0: Yeah, now,
1: a lot of times I've seen that stock run much better before that proxy comes up mm-hmm. and then the proxy comes out and everybody's kind of like, oh, I thought it was supposed to go to, you know, double the price
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, and something's in that proxy that investors didn't know about or think about. So, um, I, I, I always say you, you want to sell the hype, um, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: By the rumor, sell the hype.
1: Yeah, yep. And and that's I I stick by that for the most part. Uh, well your Twitter I, has- I, don't think, I don't think politics should should uh politicians should be able to uh to you know uh, they they should be able to invest, sure. but it should be heavily regulated uh based on the information that they have like for example, when I worked in the sports industry, I couldn't bet on uh, the team that I worked for or the league. Yeah. Because yeah. I would know things. Sure. I would know. I would know if a player wasn't going to play before the media did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Things like but, that. And, and
1: it's it's. Um... It's funny, I,
0: I have a friend who just took a um, it's an entry level position in the Goldman Sachs um, They're not allowed to hold one security <laughs> they, they, not one um, i mean they were, it's because they may have information across even as a low level entry level employee that's like, "Hey, we don't want any of that shit going on here yet the federal chairman are selling the exact um, security that they're that they're overseeing, which is crazy to me. And um, I'm looking at your Twitter feed right now, and and I and I love it. Uh, for anybody interested, uh, it's at Stick Stocks. Uh, but you're always saying much the same thing over and over again. Is really what's driven me to to start using my damn head instead of um, my feelings because I, I I'm a it's green I want it you know I want to feel good about it like you said earlier now but you like, don't wake and chase, have a plan, have conviction, make some money. Had I have done that simple thing, that four little sentence thing right there, I wouldn't be bag holding like I am on TMC right now. Um, and going, I mean, it's a good lesson. And every day when I open up my portfolio and I stare at it, I'm like, damn it. Uh, I am not going to want to make this mistake again. I may never get rid of it just so it's a reminder how dumb I was, um, to do that thing. But, but you're very positive. In- in, uh, on your on your feed about if you believe in it and you've done the due diligence, stick with it and 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 if it, things changes, you know it, it, you adjust accordingly. But we're talking about AMC. At AMC um, it goes up end of May, first of June to a, um, sixty dollars, whatever it was, sixty dollars, and everybody's thinking it's any day now. Well, let me just say this. I'm thinking I got to buy as many as I can, as fast as I can, because this thing is going to go up any second. And here we are <laughs> five months later, or uh, four months later, five months later, and um, we're still sitting right here, and I have gotten so much more knowledge uh, sticks. that I I, I I have a much bigger grasp on things than when I saw it go up in June after you know only holding stocks for a couple months. Um, but a, this AMC thing has taught me one thing, that i will take with me in every facet that i do and that is if you've done your research and you know what it's going to do don't listen to anything else don't listen to the fud read it sure but go through it and figure out why it's bullshit or why it's not and you are constantly saying things you know until they start buying still they start buying back shares uh, this thing has, isn't done yet. It's not going yet. I mean, it's just, and, and we've created a community. Um, I say weeds. I'm a, I'm a happy ape, but we've created a community where we're sharing so much information sticks that I don't, I don't see a whole lot of people. I've got one buddy who's scared to death and should not, should not even be in the fucking stock market. Not even sure how he gets up and brushes his teeth because he wants to sell every fucking chance he can. And, um, uh, but fact of the matter is, it's been a wonderful learning experience to get through here, and I would imagine that, in your experience, you've never come across anything as as strong as the people that are in AMC or the camaraderie around it. Is that is that is that a um, something you would agree with?
1: Yeah, that's what drew me to it. So I I was I tell everybody this I was doing my typical thing and. Uh, I work from home a lot when I'm not traveling. And obviously during that time, it was right in the middle of the pandemic and people weren't really traveling as, as much, of, you yeah. know, in February anyway of this year. But, you know, I, I woke up, poured a cup of coffee and went up to my upstairs uh, loft office and, uh, and you know, was was doing some day trading like I, I always would. I already knew about the GameStop And and actually kind of, I didn't really know what it was all about, like diamond hands and all that shit. So I, I, I bought GameStop and I, and I, I got pretty lucky, like, and sold it, made quite a bit of money, like, but I bought it and held it for like a day and sold it. And then, uh, and then, you know, AMC and, you know, and I'm seeing all this stuff on Twitter, right? I, mm-hmm. I already used Twitter every day to kinda of get a gauge on on certain things and you couldn't miss the hype on, you know, January twenty yeah. sixth, twenty seventh when when everything was going wild. And yeah. And so uh you know I i was like, you know what I'll buy some AMC. It's it's, you know, nine bucks. Yeah. You know, looks like it's going up. Um and and that's when I started to deep dive, you know, shortly after that and um and started the the uh i had a personal twitter up until that point and then at the mm-hmm. beginning of february i started uh my my stick to stocks uh, yeah. twitter page um uh, and and just totally deep dive in it but i tell people this all the time this will never happen again because it can't yeah. Uh, yeah. because all dynamics were perfect people were home yep. uh, for the first time in their lives uh, and had time to trade um and people were out of work even and maybe had a little just enough money to be a part of this, uh, whatever the case is. And then all the research that that we've done and continue to do um is and so you know, we're million strong. I don't I don't see us going anywhere at all yeah. uh, anytime soon and the fact that I think we'll impact the markets from from here on out, just not just in AMC, but uh we we know that the Again, not financial advice, but we know that the short sellers are completely trapped in a bad trade right now. Yeah. Um, because go back to the beginning of this podcast, if you're still listening, uh, they made a bet on bankruptcy. They didn't mm-hmm. bet that AMC would be worth a certain amount of money. They bet AMC would be worth nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, it's far from worth nothing today. Yeah, um, it's actually uh, has a massive market cap. Um, mm-hmm. That would, you know, in in reality, would be overvalued compared to what they're sure. they're making right now. But sure. we've done that as H, and we continue to hold, continue to buy it. Um, that's why I say other plays aren't really short squeeze plays because yeah. uh, short is the key. If it is a squeeze, it's very short lived yeah. um, because you don't have the retail holding. Uh, you just don't have. Uh, what what's going on so it's a it's a unique situation that i don't think will ever happen again so i'm i'm definitely right there with you i'm proud ape proud to to be a part of it um but i think it's it's something that will never happen again um so i've kind of uh you know made sure that i'm not going to miss it um and you know uh again i'll continue to encourage people because uh you know the the until they cover their positions
0: and I yeah. actually
1: don't think that they – and I I don't have time to go in this. I know we're running out of time here, but <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I'll just say that I don't think that they can even cover their positions. And that's yeah. why they're continuing to to, uh, to short it because uh, when you've manipulated something so much and you know you're guilty of that, mm-hmm. what you're going to do is just continue to do that until you're – um yeah. They're caught, but until you're confronted, which would be, uh, you know, a uh, a forced liquidity event, um, which, uh, you know, who knows how long that'll that'll take to play out and how the market downturn, if if that happens and when that happens, how will it'll play it out. But it's uh, it's it's a completely it's a unique kind of extraordinary uh, situation, and it's fun to be a part
0: of. Oh, it's amazing to be part of. I've got uh, several close friends, and we've all made a pact because uh, we all work um, uh, sometimes remotely. Sometimes we're sitting right on our couch uh, with a laptop. Other times we're we're way the hell out of the sticks, and we've all made a pact that if we're no matter where we are, what's happening when we find out. Uh, Something is happening with AMC. We are to immediately get a hold of each other because if I'm driving down the road and I and I'm not paying attention, and uh, all of a sudden my buddy calls me five times in a row, I'm pulling the hell over to watch what's going to happen. I, I'm, uh, it's it's very interesting from a newbie like me, and it's good to hear somebody with your experience to be, um, you, know, you know, excited as well. You you want to take a stab at um, at how many. Um, maybe manipulated or synthetic shares are out there? Is that something you want to stay away from?
1: Yeah, I mean, not totally speculation, but uh you know billions uh yeah. would, would be my guess. I mean, if you just look at and again, this can't be the only indicator because trading yeah. volume is both the buy and sell side of of a stock, and we know that they use high frequency trading yeah. uh which these firms are just trading at a very high speed trading back and forth, back and forth to sometimes manipulate and short ladder, the, uh, yeah. the stock down, which you'll see mm-hmm. that some days, but they've even ran, you know, lately, if you look at the AMC charts, they've ran out of steam. Yeah. Um, people are getting bored and I get yeah. it. If you just look at the strength that we have, they can't mm-hmm. really get us much. I mean, if you saw what CEI did yesterday, yeah. Um, you can see a stock that doesn't have any strength when the You're shorts right. decide to fight back. They can and they go straight to go, hell. Yeah, um, they can't blow AMC up. They yeah. they would they would do it today if it they did. could. Yeah. Um, and and so, um, but I would say billions. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I haven't added it up lately, but you know, there's way over. Let's call it probably. 25 billion shares uh, of AMC have traded since the beginning of the year, which is which is insane, it's uh, ridiculous compared to the to the float. And, and the reason that's even more insane is uh, we know that there's a strong uh, amount, there's a big number in the millions uh, of of retail holding the stock and not yep. selling. Uh, which again is completely unique, you don't usually have that um yep. as as part of the equation, so yep. uh, you have to wonder at some point, just based on simple math, where these shares are actually coming from yep. uh, and so I think what they're doing is just reshorting uh recycling the same, same of of shares over and over and over again, which is why I don't think that they can cover in a natural way. Yeah. Um because they've manipulated it so much, so uh what will end up happening is and i've i talked about this you have market you have mark to market they call it mark mm-hmm. to market yep. um i've mistyped that sometimes on i called i called it market to market it's mark to mark mark to market losses.
0: yeah um
1: what There, the those losses on the short side are already uh over four billion dollars uh Jeez. on it. You just, and that's just on the data that we have, based on the, yeah. you know, the the reported shares short. Yeah. Uh, as as the share price escalates again, and when it which which it will when when it gets out of control on them, um, cause what what you'll see when you see a big run up in AMC is they have to they're letting some pressure off, so they're actually covering a small amount of the yeah. synthetic shares. Um, they're covering a little bit. And what that does is it, it drives what well, you think about, you've seen what 20% runs in the AMC out of the blue in a day. Yeah. Um, that's with them covering like a uh, half a percent or a percent yeah. of, uh, of their um, shares. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, just imagine what all hell can break loose pretty quickly. So I'm looking for those short side losses to uh, escalate quickly and when it does, Especially if it's compounded uh, yeah. and paired up with a market downturn, you're going to have yeah. some serious liquidity issues. And then, then it's not up to them anymore. Right. They owe money to somebody else. And at the end yeah. of the day, money talks. So yeah. um, it'll it'll come to a head eventually. Or the apes all leave, which I just don't see that no, happening. I, I, I don't
0: either. I, I mean, don't. we've stuck to it this far. It'll be surprising um to me if if that happens and i think that's what and that's what i keep telling my my buddy who's scared to death i'm like dude you you're you're the exact person they're trying to fuck with because you're scared just fucking hold and shut up don't even open up anything just stay off of it uh, Your are pinned tweet right now is from july 20 july 26 okay that's so we've gone through august we've gone through september since then uh, 22 billion shares of amc have traded in 2021. 22 billion shares, which when you guessed 25 billion shares uh, just a minute ago, maybe through this year, it's just, it's unbelievable. There's only 540 some million shares that exist. So 22 billion shares have been traded since the end of July. This is um, insanity. And, um, and man, uh, brother, I can't, I can't thank you enough for coming on and um, I, 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 I promise you, I, I wouldn't take any longer than 1130. It is now 1145. And, uh, in sticks, I, I appreciate, um, your tweets. You're, you're a wonderful follow for a guy like me who, um, is, is trying to pick up on things and to stay on top of it and learn, um, the the way you go about handling your, 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 your plan and how you come up with it. You're very, um, you share that a lot. you, you, uh, you're a great follow. I encourage everybody who's listened to this thing follow Stick Stocks um, at Stick Stocks. You're you're gonna enjoy it. If you're brand new like me, start following people like Stick. Follow, uh, look at, see who he's looking at or who, what he's tweeting, replying to, all that kind of stuff. Start just looking at the market. See what's going on. Um, your, your eyes are going to be open, and you're going you're gonna to be just like me, I, like I was in February. Like, I can't believe this is how this shit works. And, and, and Sticks, without you today, brother, um, uh, I certainly wouldn't be anywhere near what I am now, and I've got a long way to go. So I thank you for your time. I thank you for um, all, all the wealth of knowledge that you've shared. And um man, we'll be talking soon. Good luck with the startup, good luck with the family and uh and I appreciate
1: you, brother. Thanks, Dan. We'll talk to you soon and please uh you know, whoever uh connects with me, Dan can tell you this. I, I do respond to DMs pretty well, so uh would love to connect with, with any of you and um, hope everybody enjoyed the the podcast. We'll talk to you all soon. Take care. See you all. Bye. Folks, I hope
0: you enjoyed that podcast with Sticks. Um, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. It's the beginning of a bunch of series that we're going to talk about so we can share some more information and learn together. However, I want to let everybody know again, nothing you heard in this podcast should be misconstrued as financial advice. Neither myself nor my guests are financial advisors. Playing in the stock market is a dangerous game for anybody, especially those who don't know what they're doing. Again, nothing here was financial advice.